Welcome back to the Girl to Grown podcast. This particular episode will be a continuation of the dream casting episode featuring Miss Christine Smith Thorpe. Welcome back to the Girl to Grown podcast, episode four, where we chronicle our stories and we give other sisters the permission to do the same unapologetically. But that's not real life, right? So like if Princess Tiana was a real person, um, you know, when she got turned into a frog, she could have given up, right? When and and when she didn't um, get the building, she couldn't give it. Get she could have given up. Like all of these multiple stages, mm-hmm. um, she could have given up. But the Disney story shows the resilience, right? Correct. But then, but then we have to look at our own lives and see. Well, where can we? Um, highlight resilience for ourselves. Where can we highlight being able to look at things in a different way? So, you know, even, you know, for myself right now, going through a lot of transition, you know, getting divorced, moving, not being stable the way that I would like, and having to deal with that with a preteen, right? Who is like, you know, oh, we have to move, you know, like at this time, where are we going? And I'm like, ah, not sure yet. (laughs) I'm I'm figuring it out, right? Right. and having to sit with the uncomfortableness of that, but then also using that to have a conversation to say, hey, my little preteen young lady, right? I know that you want everything to be packaged. And yes, secure, you know, that, that form of security is what makes us feel better, but it doesn't mean that you can't still find joy in when things are a little bit insecure, right? It doesn't mean you can't still find joy when you don't know the absolute ending. Right? Yes. Because what if there's a surprise at the end? Right. You have no idea what life can do, what God can do. So I'm not saying that we should never have security, right? That we should never have predictability because that is what helps people to feel a certain sense of security and happiness, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we don't want to be um, so rigid that there's no ability for the spark of life to come in, right? For the breath of God to come in and shift us in ways that we didn't know we needed to be shifted. Yes. Yes. Because sometimes, you know, our way of being and moving or, you know, as uh, my cousin would always, when he would greet me, and he still greets me like this, he says, how you be? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you need you need a little shaking up. Yeah. So you can understand like um dreaming can help you can teach you how to find joy in the little things. Mm-hmm. You know, um how it feels when you step outside and you feel the breeze go over your face. What it feels like when you walk down the street and your your the sun is setting. Mm-hmm. It's little stuff like that. What it feels like when your child kisses you or gives you a hug or to 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 see your mother smile or to see your sister uh play with her child or you to play with your child. You know, I think that 
we it, it dreaming teaches you so much about and it's that it's okay to do some course correction and yeah. at some point it's damn near necessary for you to do it because if you don't you're not gonna be in the in the place that you're supposed to be because yeah. and, I, and i would even venture to add that sometimes it's about course correction which mm -hmm. implies that like you know the end right so like a gps where you go right 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 get back on right 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 but sometimes it's even like getting lost right because yes. i know like the times when i really learn a place and learn an area is when i get lost Yes. I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't know where I am. How do I? And then you say like, oh, okay, there's, there's that stores over there. Oh, okay, this, this restaurant's over here. Oh, okay, cool. As you make your way back toward where it was you ultimately wanted to be. So sometimes it's course correction, but sometimes it's just getting lost. That too, because there's a, there's learning in the loss. That's another conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, there's learning in the loss. There is learning in the laws. So what is more of an indicator of where you're going? Is it the dreams that you have when you're awake? Or the dreams that you have when you're in a deep REM sleep? Like which one do you use as a barometer to tell you where you are in your life and what areas of growth you have. How That's do you- That's a great question. That's a really great question. Um, I think it's about evaluating what symbols mean for yourself, right? Okay. So let's say for example, um, in society, Right. In, in general American society, mm -hmm. we know that, you know, the red light means stop. The yellow light means slow down and the green light means go. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so when we look at our own dreams, evaluating like what happened around this event that was important to me. Right. What was I dreaming about? What symbols were coming to me? around this event and really interrogating how it plays out you know so let's say for example um for me right um let's say for example bicycles are representative of you know movement and growth right so if i have a dream with a bicycle in it that's a signal to me to really pay attention Right. But mm. bicycles are, are you are ubiquitous. Right. They can be in anybody's dream. But mm. I know for me, because of how I've mapped them on to different things that have happened in my life, mm -hmm. that that's an important symbol for me. For someone else, it would be, you know, just a side detail that doesn't mean anything. Wow. OK. I mean, you know what? Um, there's so many like typical symbols that are used in your dream like if you're falling like if you're always having dreams where you're falling um or dreams where you're in the water you're near the water um or i know for me one of the times that dreams were so important symbolism within dreams let me be more specific 
um, was really important in dreams was when I was in college. That's when I first started to get some some um, informal training on being very aware of your dreams and documenting your dreams. So at the time, I remember I was told, okay, journal your dreams, journal your dreams. As soon as you wake up, journal your dreams. And I would try and I would do it. I started to be able to teach myself how to do it. I became consistent in it. But the only reason why I did it was because my man's and them was cheating on me. And so I was like, you know, I was having all these dreams. My mama was coming to me and telling me the dude was cheating. I I had a dream one time that he was in the towers and he was cheating. That for everybody, the towers are one of the historical dormitories of the Morris Brown and the college in Atlanta, oh, Georgia, which we are both alumni. Um, all kinds of cuckoo. For Cocoa Puffs type mm -hmm. stuff. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I think now I want to get back into, into the habit. I hate that it's got it has that type of connotation. But I want to get back into let me change it. Let me language myself outside of that. I want to mm -hmm. get back into the practice mm. of journaling my dreams. Because they do have merit, not just the ones that I'm thinking about when my eyes are wide open and it's raining or snowing or it's whatever, or it's beautiful sunlight, clouds, blue skies, all well, that type of stuff. I just need to get back into the practice of that. And I want that to be something that I'm teaching my daughters to do. So yes. I think we have given a word on this nine lives, the many things that we can do in our nine lives. Mm -hmm. And so I want you, Miss Christine Smith. Thor, let me put all these names in here because one of them is a daddy name. You know what I'm saying? And we got to get a daddy's the respect. And the first one is from her mama. So we got to make sure she get all the respect. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway. Okay. I want you to repeat all of your many different important positions that you have in any social media handles that you have so if the audience wants to come find you to get any of your many services and specialties of their needs to be met they can find you so oh wow thank you so um my handle on instagram and facebook is at so the at symbol l-u-l-i-w-o the number two and then the word thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, at Luliwo2Thrive. And then also my email is luminouslifeworks, with no spaces or any other characters, at gmail.com. And my phone number is 
592-792-7736. Well, okay. There you have it. <laughs> and we are going to move on to the next segment. All right. Um, but now that I've really been focused on process, that's something I'm focusing on with them as well. Because it is one thing to get good grades, but what is it to be in the world when no one is grading you? And how do you determine success for yourself? Oh, we dropping gems now. So, I think in the saying was in the doing. And what I mean by that is I said it was going to be homework. You said the homework. Mm. So, the homework is what's on the other side of the dream casting? for you mm, mm-hmm. like let's yeah. let's let's really sit down and say what's on the other side of that for you there's no right answer there's no wrong answer um but we gotta start figuring out and we can't be afraid we can't Wait, be hold af- up i gotta push back on that though i gotta push back on okay that. Uh, look I'll be scared. I'll be scared, right? But this is the thing. This is the thing. I see what you're saying. You mm-hmm. okay? So tell tell me. You say you be scared, and what what okay. what now? And so I just give a little bit of pushback, right? Because for me, I like to hold space for what is. And so it's like, okay, in saying like we can't be afraid. For mm-hmm. some people, it might be invalidating because I am afraid. And if you tell me I can't be, then how am I going to win, right? Okay. And so it's like, you know. You can be afraid, but don't let fear stop you. Okay. Don't let it. Don't let fear be that block that stops you. Okay. Because I be afraid, and sometimes you gotta do it afraid. Sometimes you gotta do it scared, and you know that. When I tried to make my moves, that ain't quite work. I was scared. Okay. I gave up. Okay, I see what you're saying. I guess I don't mean it. I guess I don't mean it in that way. I would say, you know, um, one of my episodes, I talked about meditation and how when you when you first start meditating um you for me when I first started meditating I was all over the place mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I want to look at my phone I was fidgeting with my keys a piece of paper I was like a whole fresh face chocolate baby you know what I'm saying just touching everything grabbing your glasses you know how they do Mm -hmm. And eventually, I began to calm down and I could be still. But then I was still struggling with, okay, I closed my eyes, but I started thinking about a candy bar that I want. And then I'd be like, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, Amber, you need to juice. Amber, you need to water fast. Did you remember to take Safia to go to band practice with and then Naila blah blah you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I used to get so mad at myself and this is where the forgiveness comes in acknowledge the thoughts acknowledge them I see you okay I see you too and go and be like okay I'm gonna deal with you but let me do this work first 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and in that, you do develop a level of expertise and success in mastering your thoughts. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a lot to say for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So even though you do be afraid. My therapist used to tell me this all the time, but she used to say, be afraid and do that shit anyway. Anyway, yes. Just go ahead yes. and feel it. Okay. You know what? Yes. You can be afraid. Can, can you have two feelings at the same time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We just... Spiritual beings having a human experience at the end of the day anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can be afraid and still want to go out there and get it. Mm-hmm. I see you fear over here, mm-hmm. but I got to do this because I'll never know if I don't. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. okay, I acknowledge you, but I'm still going, I still feel this. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you are afraid, okay. Acknowledge it. What you don't want to do is not acknowledge it. Because that uh-huh. definitely going to cause you some problems. Uh-huh. And that could be at the onset or it might stop you altogether until you acknowledge that. Because that that fear might actually be able to fuel you in your movement. Mm-hmm. It's, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Listen, you asking me to be on this podcast has definitely um, fueled me in the movement because I'm like, you know, by the time you ask me to say my um, my, little, my my business information again, I'm going to give you just a little, a few notes. You know, I already done told you about the t-shirts. Like, you just got me out here just, just saying it all. Like, all right, let's go. Yes, because I'm hoping this will help. Uh, I know it will help both of us mm-hmm. to add some breadth and some depth mm-hmm. to um, our respective work that we do mm-hmm. and our um, burgeoning and prospective businesses that are being built as we speak. Even with the hands that we do not see. Does that make sense? Listen, I'm here for it. (laughs) And that's the word. Okay. (laughs) So we're going to end this segment and we will move on to the next one. Wait, wait, wait. Before we end, can I say the, the business information again? Yes. Okay. So you can find me at... L-U-L-I-W-O, the number two, and the word thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, Louie Woe to Thrive at either Instagram or Facebook. My email is luminouslifeworks at gmail.com, and my phone number is 646-592-7736. Thank you. All right. I was going to say, I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. And so, um, 
you know, I don't, I don't remember if we went over dream casting, like in terms of like really laying out exactly what it is. And so I was wondering if you could give an example of how you have used dream casting in terms of your, you know, your, your income and plans and jobs and things of that nature. How have you used dream casting? How- you know what? I think, um, okay. So my way of using dreamcasting started when I was, um, like I said, in a very toxic and abusive narcissistic marital situation. Mm-hmm. And the first way, I always like dreamed, okay, when my kids get to be a certain age, I'm going to have a house of my own. I'm going to be back geographically in a place that is very familiar to me and is loving and is comforting and is supporting of my dreams. I'm going to get to that place. I'm going to get to that place. But the first time that I really remember I had to start crafting stuff was I was watching a video on tiny houses. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that, that's it's literally that looks like a shoebox. So, <laughs> but I'm like, these people got whole lives. They married, you know, some of them are living with themselves. And some of them have children, like, it's doable. So I feel like for me, dream casting has been about um, picking up some tools that don't seem like woodwork, but they do. Um, I have become, you know, much more organized than what you think. And so I create a lot of to-do lists, cross out what I have, what I've done, what I'm going to do. Um, and I create a three, a five, and a seven in a 10-year plan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I go back and I reevaluate how I'm reaching those goals. Okay, and, and so you really overlay your dream casting on top correct. of like solid, on top correct. of solid tools, like to do this yeah. and goals. Okay. Yeah, so it's, right, almost, it's almost like, you know how when you, you know, when, I mean, some of us are really talented and we can draw freehanded. She ain't one of them people. So <laughs> when you had the most beautiful picture and you would take your little piece of paper and you would put it over the picture and trace it, That is kind of the format that I use a little bit, but I have to tailor it, of course. I love that explanation. Yeah. So I have to thank you. Yeah, I'm trying trying to be articulate in this piece. Um, Wow, I love that. And so I that's that's how I've been doing it. And so through the wonderful work that I have done with other women in mental health personally and um, spiritually, um, I have started, and and another thing that I would say that is a part of how I dream cast is learning how to be forgiving when you're not there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Like, don't nobody got time to be, you, you don't need to get beat up. You already finna walk out the front door. God knows they finna beat you up when you go to work, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to the bank, your financial advisor, if you got one, all of this, don't nobody got time for that. So you need to be forgiving of yourself. What is stopping you from meeting that goal within your five-year plan? Why are you not there? What can you do to create a space for you to get there? Mm -hmm. So you know, uh, that that trace, um, the illustration that you used when you talked about tracing it with to-do lists and, and goal plans, I think is just so beautiful and that really impacted me because, you. you know, um, being in relationship and not having it work right it can be a challenge especially when there are goals and objectives that you set for yourself correct that over a long period of time you're not able to meet right? correct and then now it's like okay well that used to work for me but i have this long period of evidence that shows that i'm not good at it anymore right right and so now having to figure out okay well how am i going to do to do lists and schedules and this and that mm -hmm. and so um for me right in the process of i'm in the process of working to forgive myself for that mm -hmm. because there were so many plans and so many ideas and so many things right mm -hmm. um but i love that idea of tracing right because as soon as you said it i'm like oh maybe maybe that could help to kind of liberate me um in terms of my scheduling and my planning because instead of looking at it as these hard and fast lines yes it's just a trace it's you can trace i can i can erase it it's not there you go and sometimes yeah, that was beautiful you don't necessarily have to follow the picture sometimes mm -hmm. you can it's it's all about who are you who were you as a child did you color within the lines all the time you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. or were you a non-conformist mm -hmm. some of yeah, us that's an interesting question because i was a conformist in terms of coloring in the lines but i was a non-conformist in terms of colors so I mean, not the traditional colors that they say it. things are going to be yeah yeah right mm -hmm. right so i think that's one of the ways that you can look at for me, that I've been able to look at setting my goals. And sometimes you forget. So you have to revisit the things that um, you say you want to do for yourself. Um, so that, because one, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about as far as having multiple streams of income is how do you um what your what your uniting dream casting and having multiple in streams of income what it doesn't have the ability to uh monetize to for you to monetize your talents and for me the answer is yes i'm starting to look at um all the things that I'm good at, you know what I'm saying? And not feeling like, who am I to do this set of thing? Who am I to do that set of thing? Who are you not to do that set of thing? 
It's kind of like when you look at that argument of of uh, of uh, female rappers feeling threatened or challenged or by the the powers that be creating a space of them feeling threatened and challenged when there appears to be a bunch of them. So how, how are you going to be successful? How are you going to be successful? No, there's room for everybody to get out here and get this shmoney, as they say. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I do think that um, I'm just trying to focus on giving myself permission um, to do other things to make money and while at the same time trying to make my dreams come into fruition as well so yeah and so it's so interesting because like when we got to the i got job the mind you know monetizing what have you i was like um i don't know if this is really the segment for me because i'm just getting started <laughs> <laughs> and so am i and so am i no 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 but but now in the conversation i'm like oh wow because if if i you know critically evaluate it I have been saying I want to be able to earn through my voice, right? Right. And so then you offer me the opportunity to be a guest on the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And I have been saying and wanted, to, you know, saying to myself that I wanted to do it, but you know, was dreaming small, right? Or even with my singing, right? Because I sing, and so um, you know, I've started to do more singing, but like just for friends. But I have, I've had people like say, hey, you know, you could probably sing and earn money and do voice acting and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's there's this trepidation, right? And so for me, has really been using dream casting to say like, no, it's okay to sing, right? It's mm -hmm. okay to use your particular voice. It's okay if you want to read bedtime stories because these are all talents that I have, right? right? And right. so... Yeah, at first I was like, I don't know if this segment is, is, is really for me. But then now it's like, no, this segment is, is definitely for me because there are so many women that are out there like you and I mm -hmm. who are trying to figure out, okay, how can I monetize this natural talent that I have? Who is going to be someone who wants to... Um, wants to experience what it is that I have to offer that's not wrapped up in um, mothering or not wrapped up in sexuality, right? Not, not that, you know, there's anything wrong with monetizing those things, you know, mm -hmm. do you? But, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's I digress, I digress. Of, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's not part of the predominant expectation mm -hmm. of what it is that, that we have to offer. Correct. 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 I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. So I think one of the things that, you know, should be our homework. Number one is you know to. What? Yeah. I don't know how I thought I was going to get on your podcast and not get homework. Cause you, you forever giving me homework. Yeah, we got, we, we got homework. We got yeah, homework. We got homework. We got homework. For this episode, I look, <laughs> For this episode, you're gonna have some homework. You didn't did three segments and you ain't got no homework yet, so you're doing good. Okay. But we're gonna have some homework. Yes, so yes, for this particular segment, we are going to look at because 
in this day and time, we have to have multiple streams of income. We got to. We got to. And we have to learn how do we cultivate those multiple streams of income to support us while we move towards our next um, venture. You know what I'm saying? For yeah. me, you know, um, I want to use uh, these other multiple streams of income to create a space for women to go to to decompress, mm-hmm. to increase their vibration, to s- support themselves, to love themselves, and all the m- many different variations of what it means to love themselves. Just have a space where it is like a retreat um, where, you know, you can do yoga, you can do Pilates, you can do your spiritual work that you need to do. I just feel like especially black women, mm-hmm. we need that space because yeah. we be some of us, a lot of us are getting molly out here. And so we have to have a place of refuge that when you come in out the storm with your windbreaker and your hoodie and you looking like you just got destroyed out there, <laughs> you you going to have a welcoming, loving face that says, come on in this room mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and get this food and let me feed you. Yeah. Let me rub your feet. Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me pu- let me play this music. Let me let you dance like nobody's watching. And we're gonna take care of you and get you back right and send you back out there. But when you get tatted again, come on back so we can do this work. You know what I'm saying? So I do feel like that's one of the things that I'm looking at trying to create and what that would mean. And then I want to have a place of uh, a resource for women to be able to come to for legal support for to support them mentally and emotionally um, through some of the natural um, milestones in their life. People are going to get married. People are going to get divorced. Yeah, Those are one of the things that are going to happen. Um, but how do we move through that? How do we help our children to move through that emotionally and mentally and still come out of that thing on the other side, not looking ragged and worn? Like, I feel like, um, that's one of the things that I'm working towards and I want to be able to use, um, the podcast as, um, a platform um, and a foundation to um, propel me forward to that because I feel like um, there's some things that I have to um, to offer. Yeah, and you know, as you were speaking, um, what came to me is that the the, the counterbalance mm-hmm. to dream casting is right. So. When my son was was little, you know, as a new mother, you know, I love my baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my baby, but I'm a new mother, right? So you're 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 uh, discovering, 
new levels of love, mm -hmm. right? Because you know you love them. Mm -hmm. But there's different levels that have never existed with any other person on the earth. Right? Yes. So I was with the, I, I was with our good friend, uh, Ms. Maxine. Mm -hmm. And um, this, this is back in Atlanta. And he was about a year and a half, right? And of course, I knew I loved the baby. I kept the baby. I took care of the baby. I had, and oh, I loved the baby. Mm -hmm. But I got down to my last good bite of chicken Alfredo. So I had the pasta with the chicken, with the, um, I think that particular one I had had some veggies in it. So it was that last good bite. Well, you know, you saved the piece that looks perfect of everything to be able to say, all right, this is the last good bite. And he just walked over to me and opened up his mouth and I looked at my fork and I looked at him. <laughs> I looked at my fork and I looked, looked at him. At him. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then I gave it to him, right? And in my mind, I was like, yo, I really love this kid because I'm a tourist and I love my food. So I'm like, I love this baby. I done gave him my last good bite of food. I love oh him. Oh my gosh. Right? Listen, I know he's going to talk about me when he hears it because, you know, it is what it is. But for me, you know, that that wasn't that wasn't a depth of love that I hadn't had before because of course you share your stuff but that last goodbye that last last and it's some good stuff yeah you know so, it's good you already been preparing your your you salivating for that last good piece you've been putting that to the side okay so it's the same kind of thing right we are in in the sacrifice right of this such a simple thing. Mm -hmm. is acknowledging that that simple sacrifice is a profound sacrifice that we should be making. And that can also help us in our dream casting, right? Mm -hmm. Because in another way, it can help you with the idea of abundance. Because I have so much, I don't have to worry about giving away this portion because more will come. That's the word right there. That's the word. Now, I am going to in this segment on a couple of things this is not homework but okay all right all right all right yeah this is not homework however <laughs> okay 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 i would like to thank everybody for coming to the podcast and talking with us about dream casting. Yes, and thank you. I, I would like to thank everybody for coming. And also, I would like for us, because one thing that Miss Christine brought up that I think is really important, um, and it can lend to other conversations, that we will come to the table and have a cup of tea and a crumpet and a biscuit about couple of things that she has brought up in this in this episode. Um, I'm going to start with the very last thing that she just brought up, which is abundance. Mm -hmm. Is I offer you guys to do an exercise on abundance because I did some exercises on abundance. Okay. And I think within pr practicing or recognizing the level of abundance that we all live at, that we take we take for granted. Uh -huh, uh -huh. is that the idea of provision. We're all provided for. Uh -huh. And some of us don't even worry 
that the trees will not be there, that the grass mm-hmm. will not be there. Mm-hmm. And that speaks to our level of needing to control things out of sometimes fear. And let's try to speak from that place of faith. That knowing that we will be provided for. So let's look at the relationship between abundance, provision, and faith. Uh-huh. So we're going to end the podcast. We will be seeing Miss Christine on the next episode. Oh, on the next next one? On the next, next episode. episode. Yes, yes, we're going to be doing that, man. Please, oh, thank you. Oh, Put that on your, your oh, Google oh, calendar oh, because yeah. I know that's the only thing that you recognize. Please, thank you. Listen, so nice. You got to have me twice, okay? Uh, bah, bah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but i like to thank all you good people <laughs> for coming on down to the Girl to Grown booth slash table to get some of this drink and some of this bread. We hope that you guys will come back soon. I bid you good evening. Yes, and before we go, remember to check me out at luiwo 2 Thrive, L-U-L-I-W-O-2, the number two, Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, and LuminousLifeWorks at gmail.com. And my phone number is 646-592-7736. And before you end, Amber, I have to say thank you so much for inviting me um, into your space. I am so proud of you. I am so encouraged by you. I am so um, propelled by you because you be giving me homework and assignments and, and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and stuff like that, and stuff like that, and stuff like that, you know, because I know once we get off, it's gonna be a whole nother to do list, but it's all, it's all right, yes. Um, but yes, I am, I'm super proud of you, super you. humbled that you would have me on as your first guest, and um, I love you so much, and I'm excited, I'm excited for um, the work that you've done and how it's gonna touch women and the work that you will continue to do so that way ultimately your ultimate goal of empowering women and supporting them um and encouraging them to know that they can do all the things that they need to do to take care of themselves and take care of their families will be realized thank you mama christine you're welcome mama all right good night ladies good night this and the frog first came out so just imagine how that felt like there's never been um an african or an african-american disney character princess that looks like me definitely doesn't look you know i didn't even have daughters at the time so when i you know i you know i fast forward to that time and now i'm going to disney world a month before this movie is about to open like this thing has large positive um implications on girl children that are african or african-american like Mm -hmm. 
even as 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 a woman, what does that do to you? You know what I'm saying? How yeah. does it make you I, feel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think like the that perfectly describes like how you can use dream casting as a lens through which to view our lives, right? Yeah. Because you know, um, so much of what children see and so much of what we see and grow up with is pre-scripted right right and so there's this idea that if things don't work out i didn't do it right right mm-hmm. because in the movies they did this and this and that and it worked out right mm-hmm. when we see the marketing material they did this and this and that and it worked out right but that's not real life right so like if princess tiana was a real person um you know, when she got turned into a frog, she could have given up, right? When and and when she didn't um, get the building, she couldn't give it. Get she could have given up. Like all of these multiple stages, mm-hmm. um, she could have given up. But the Disney story shows the resilience, right? Correct. But then, but then we have to look at our own lives and see, well, where can we? Um, highlight resilience for ourselves. Where can we highlight being able to look at things in a different way? So, you know, even, you know, for myself right now, going through a lot of transition, you know, getting divorced, moving, not being stable the way that I would like, and having to deal with that with a preteen, right? Who is like, you know, oh, we have to move, you know, like at this time, where are we going? And I'm like, ah, not sure yet. (laughs) I'm I'm figuring it out, right? Right. and having to sit with the uncomfortableness of that, but then also using that to have a conversation to say, hey, my little preteen young lady, right? I know that you want everything to be packaged. And yes, secure, you know, that, that form of security is what makes us feel better, but it doesn't mean that you can't still find joy in when things are a little bit insecure, right? It doesn't mean you can't still find joy when you don't know the absolute ending, right? Yes. Because what if there's a surprise at the end? Right. You have no idea what life can do, what God can do. So I'm not saying that we should never have security, right? That we should never have predictability because that is what helps people to feel a certain sense of security and happiness, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we don't want to be um, so rigid that there's no ability for the spark of life to come in, right? For the breath of God to come in yes. and shift us in ways that we didn't know we needed to be shifted. Yes. Yes. Because sometimes, you know, our way of being and moving or, you know, as uh, my cousin would always, when he would greet me, and he still greets me like this, he says, how you be? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you need you need a little shaking up. Yeah. So you can understand like um dreaming can help you can teach you how to find joy in the little things. Mm-hmm. You know, um how it feels when you step outside and you feel the breeze go over your face. What it feels like when you walk down the street and your your the sun is setting. Mm-hmm. It's little stuff like that. What it feels like when your child kisses you or gives you a hug or to 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 see your mother smile or to see your sister 
play with her child or you to play with your child. You know, I think that we, it's dreaming teaches you so much about, and it's, that it's okay to do some course correction. And at some point it's damn near necessary for you to do it. Cause if you don't, you're not going to be in the, in the place that you're supposed to be. Because yeah. and, I, and I would even venture to add that sometimes it's about course correction, which mm-hmm. implies that like you know the end, right? So like a GPS where you go right, on, right, right, get back on, right, right, right. But sometimes it's even like getting lost, right? Because yes. I know like the times when I really learn a place and learn an area is when I get lost. Yes. I'm like, wait, I don't, I don't know where I am. How do I? And then you say like, oh, okay, there's, there's that stores over there. Oh, okay, this, this restaurant's over here. Oh, okay, cool. As you make your way back toward where it was you ultimately wanted to be. So sometimes it's course correction, but sometimes it's just getting lost. That too, because there's a, there's learning in the loss. That's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's learning in the loss. There is learning in the laws. So what is more of an indicator of where you're going? Is it the dreams that you have when you're awake? Or the dreams that you have when you're in a deep REM sleep? Like which one do you use as a barometer to tell you where you are in your life and what areas of growth you have. How do you... That's a great question. That's a really great question. Um, I think it's about evaluating what symbols mean for yourself, right? So let's say, for example, um, in society, Right. In, in general American society, mm-hmm. we know that, you know, the red light means stop. The yellow light means slow down and the green light means go. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we look at our own dreams, evaluating like what happened around this event that was important to me. Right. What was I dreaming about? What symbols were coming to me around this event and really interrogating how it plays out? You know, so let's say, for example, um, for me, right, um, let's say, for example, bicycles are representative of, you know, movement and growth, right? So if I have a dream with a bicycle in it, that's a signal to me to really pay attention, right? But mm. bicycles are, are, are ubiquitous, right? They can be in anybody's dream. But mm-hmm. I know for me because of how I've mapped them onto different things that have happened in my life, mm-hmm. that that's an important symbol for me. For someone else, it would be, you know, just a side detail that doesn't mean anything. Wow. Okay. I mean, you know what? Um, there's so many, like, typical symbols that are used in your dream, like if you're falling. Like, if you're always having dreams where you're falling, um, or dreams where you're in the water, you're near the water, um, or 
I know for me, one of the times that dreams were so important, symbolism within dreams, let me be more specific, um, was really important in dreams was when I was in college. That's when I first started to get some, some um, informal training on being very aware of your dreams and documenting your dreams. So at the time, I remember I was told, okay, journal your dreams, journal your dreams. As soon as you wake up, journal your dreams. And I would try and I would do it. I started to be able to teach myself how to do it. I became consistent in it. But the only reason why I did it was because my man's and them was cheating on me. And so I was like, you know, I was having all these dreams my mama was coming to me and telling me the dude was cheating. I I had a dream one time that he was in the towers and he was cheating. That for everybody, the towers are one of the historical dormitories of the Morris Brown and the college in Atlanta, okay. Georgia, which we are both alumni. Um, all kinds of cuckoo. For Cocoa Puffs type stuff. You understand what I'm saying? But I think now I want to get back into, into the habit. I hate that it's got, it has that type of connotation. But I want to get back into, let me change it. Let me language myself outside of that. I want to get back into the practice of journaling my dreams. Because they do have merit, not just the ones that I'm thinking about when my eyes are wide open and it's raining or snowing or it's whatever, or it's beautiful sunlight, clouds, blue skies, all that type of stuff. I just need to get back into the practice of that. And I want that to be something that I'm teaching my daughters to do. So I think we have given a word on this nine lives, the many things that we can do in our nine lives. Mm -hmm. And so I want you, Miss Christine Smith. Let me put all these names in here because one of them is a daddy name. You know what I'm saying? And we got to get a daddy's the respect. And the first one is from her mama. So we got to make sure she get all the respect. Okay, okay, okay. So anyway. I want you to repeat all of your many different important positions that you have in any social media handles that you have so if the audience wants to come find you to get any of your many services and specialties of their needs to be met they can find you so oh wow thank you so um my handle on instagram and facebook is at so the at symbol l-u-l-i-w-o the number two and then the word thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, at Luliwo to thrive. And then also my email 
is luminous life works with no spaces or any other characters at gmail.com and my phone number is 646-592-7736 well okay there you have it <laughs> and we are going to move on to the next segment all right We bid you adieu as the women who are on a journey to love hard, dream big, and go get everything the Most High has for us. Stay tuned for our next episode that includes part two of Christine Smith's interview on the episode on dream casting. Thanks for joining us at the Girl to Grown podcast.